You are listening to the Fringe Radio Network. FringeRadioNetwork.com Listening to Earth Oddity, a weekly odyssey into all the oddity planet Earth has to offer. And now, serving it up are Christopher Tiny Sullivan and John Long. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Earth Oddity. We're glad you're joining us again this week. My name is John. I'm here with my co host, Mr. Christopher Tiny Sullivan. Hello. And we have several news stories to bring you. Not as many as normal. Super early edition right. this yeah. week. We're recording early. A uh, special Labor Day recording session for us. Is it Labor Day? Yeah, right. Yeah, thank a union member. Thank you, Tiny. <laughs> you're welcome. Or you're in a union, right? Well, uh, yes, I am. I'm They're sitting communists. here thinking. <laughs> communists. Tiny's a communist. Confirmed right here on the show. To open the show up, Tiny loves socialism. <laughs> well, I love socialism until... This podcast thing catches on and I'm selling merchandise, <laughs> then I'm not for socialism anymore. Yeah, so Labor Day is Monday, and I'll be camping out all weekend, and uh, so we had to record early. Uh, it's currently Thursday night as we record. Mm-hmm. College football is in full swing, and uh, we don't have as many stories as normal because <laughs> the entire week hasn't played out. You know, Right. But we we'll have just catch some of those uh, stories on the back end, right? Yeah. And that's fine. It's probably good that we're getting the show done early because mm-hmm. otherwise, this one that we're going to kick it off with wouldn't be quite. It as, wouldn't be relevant. It wouldn't be relevant anymore. Okay. But uh, Trump. Oh yeah, Our supposedly president. non-socialist <laughs> MAGA. That's right. Yes. Shout out to John Myrick, biggest <laughs> Trump fan in the in our listening audience. Loves Trump. Yeah, supposedly, and this is being reported by Axios. He uh, he suggested nuking hurricanes okay. to stop them from hitting the United States. All right. Um, I mean. Okay, I, I could see some flaws in this, but uh, let's see where he's going. You know, I'm not so sure I can see any flaws in this. <laughs> well, nothing like slinging radiation <laughs> all over the eastern seaboard, Florida, <laughs> Alabama, New Orleans. You well, know. if you get them far enough off the coast, I mean. Yeah. I mean, that's radiation going to go somewhere, though, right? We did that a lot in the <laughs> 60s. Right, yeah. Probably didn't cause any problems. Yeah. Anyway, Probably didn't cause any problems. Let's just read the article. How about that? Yeah. President Trump has suggested multiple times to senior Homeland Security and national security officials that they explore using nuclear bombs to stop hurricanes from hitting the United States, according to sources who have heard the president's private remarks and been briefed on a National Security Council memorandum that recorded those comments. During one hurricane briefing at the White House, Trump said, quote, I got it. I got it. Why don't we nuke them? According to one source who was there, they start forming off the coast of Africa as they're moving across the Atlantic. We drop a bomb inside the eye of the hurricane and it disrupts it. Why can't we do that? The source added, paraphrasing the president's remarks. 
Uh, asked how the briefer reacted, the source recalled that he said something to the effect of, sir, we'll look into that. <laughs> Which I imagine the president gets told that a lot. A lot. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah, no, we, we got it on the list, sir. <laughs> not just our current president, but <laughs> yeah, any president. Right. That me, has some pretty wild ideas, too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, especially if you're just like uh, brainstorming, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. yeah, just throwing out ideas, <laughs> spitballing. You okay. never know. You're right. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm not, um, I'm not a meteorologist. Can a nuclear bomb, can it disrupt a hurricane? I don't, I don't know. know. I mean, I would think, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I was, you, have I was, a, you have a whole host of other right. problems to deal with after the bomb. Yeah. Growing up in but, the Cold War, I was told that a nuke would just blow up the entire earth. So, you know, yeah. so I, I'm very afraid of nukes. <laughs> and what about the uh, mother of all bombs? The right. Moab? Now, we did drop one of those. Yeah. And that's, that's not a nuclear right, bomb. That's yeah. just the largest uh yeah, largest standard nuclear. Yeah, yeah, right. Would that yeah. disrupt a, a I hurricane? Know. I don't know. I don't know either. And my thing is, how are you going to get it to detonate on time? You know? Well, I mean, like, doesn't it have to hit something? <laughs> no, they detonate bombs remotely. I'm pretty sure. Can't they? Probably. I don't know. You know, I mean, you I'm, just time it up. I'm pretty sure they detonate that from a keyboard somewhere. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know how nukes work. I can't say I shot a shotgun. At a tornado one time. Okay. Did nothing. Very Alabama of you. <laughs> Did nothing. <laughs> Very. <laughs> Did not disrupt it like, at all. Violently Alabama <laughs> is what that is. Yes. You know, like, Tiny doing everything he can to enforce every stereotype about Alabamians that he can. <laughs> I mean, if we're being honest, the, the shot, I'm sure, got nowhere near it. <laughs> Probably <laughs> it not. It was just, you know, hey, it's just a wild afternoon. <laughs> just getting a little crazy. <laughs> a little crazy during a, during a tornado watch. Anyway. <laughs> James Spam would be disappointed. <laughs> well, he would be disappointed because he wasn't there. <laughs> because it was a blast. <laughs> That's true. I got you. Uh, yeah. uh, Trump replied by asking incredulously how many hurricanes the U.S. could handle, <laughs> reiterating his suggestion <laughs> that the government intervene before they make landfall. So he's like, he's looking at hurricanes like this is an invasion. Like right. how many hurricanes can we like, stab hey, off? What we need to stop them. <laughs> yes. The briefer was knocked back on his heels, the source in the room added. You could hear a gnat fart in that meeting. <laughs> People were astonished. After the meeting ended, we thought, what the, mm, mm-hmm. what do we do with this? Trump also raised the idea in another conversation with a senior administration official. A 2017 NSC memo describes that second conversation in which Trump asked whether the administration should bomb hurricanes to stop them from hitting the homeland. A source briefed on the NSC memo said it does not contain the word nuclear. It just says the president talked about bombing hurricanes. Okay. Which, All right. I mean. I mean. <laughs> sounds it, fun. Yeah. I mean, maybe. I don't know. Um, at least he's being proactive. You know? <laughs> yes, right? Yes. That's not a bad idea. The source added that this NSC memo captured multiple topics, not just hurricanes. It wasn't that somebody was so terrified of the bombing idea that they wrote it down. They just captured the president's comments. The source said that Trump's bomb the hurricanes idea, which I would just like to say that sounds like a great T-shirt. Right. (laughs) You know, like if, uh, you know, when Florida State Miami plays or whatever. If that is not available online somewhere right now, you know what? We should make up some bomb the hurricanes. (laughs) Bomb the hurricanes. (laughs) Not a bad idea. 
which he floated early in the first year and a bit of his presidency before John Bolton took over as National Security Advisor. It went nowhere and never entered a formal policy process. So, again, probably just spitballing. Yeah. If it happened. If it even happened. If it Because Trump denies it. I saw where Trump came out. On, he did. He came out on yeah, Twitter. On Twitter. His the, preferred yes. you know, way to. The presidential Twitter. <laughs> yes. And said, and said that it was fake, it was fake news, news. That he never done it. Right. And that's not the well, first time we've heard Trump yeah. say that. Well, we know he's trustworthy, number one. <laughs> never be- cheated on his wife or anything. <laughs> right. Yes. So we know he's trustworthy. He's probably telling the truth. But to be honest, uh, you know, there's been some news reports that were sometimes yeah, less than trustworthy true. also. Yeah, that's so true. I can, there's a little bit of truth in both sides. Yes, yeah, you know? right. And I just don't know why he didn't go with building a wall like around <laughs> – the Gulf. Or the coast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To keep it. I mean, that seems to be his preferred method <laughs> of stopping an invasion of any type. So, Well, knowing the way our president speaks and his yeah. total disregard for <laughs> being politically correct, I'm yeah. surprised he just didn't say no Mexican hurricanes. <laughs> you know. Now, the current hurricane that is headed here is called Dorian. That doesn't sound like a Latin name. So maybe he decided to take a different approach. You maybe. Know? But... Yeah, I just let's just stick a wall out there and see what happens. I will say that this article here says that Trump did not invent the idea. The oh. notion that detonating a nuclear bomb over the eye of a hurricane could be used to counteract convection currents dates to the Eisenhower era when it was floated by a government scientist. The idea keeps resurfacing in the public, even though scientists agree that it will not work. So okay. scientists, which, I mean, I'm sure a meteorologist would be have a much better hypothesis on whether this is going to work or right. not. But to date, we haven't bombed any hurricanes, have we? Not that we know of. Right. You know, it's true. I mean, I may have tried it somewhere I mean, along we, the way. We've detonated a lot of nuclear bombs. I suppose yeah. maybe one of them could have been aimed at a hurricane. Exactly. But we don't right. know. Yeah. I don't know. But it's kind of, you know, kind of wild. That's been floating around for a while. Now, Eisenhower, <laughs> you know, he, He didn't play around too much, so they may have tried it back when he was in office. It says that the myth has been so persistent that the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration, the U.S. government agency that predicts changes in weather and the oceans, published an online fact sheet for the public under the heading Tropical Cyclones... Tropical Cyclones Myths page. The page states that, quote, apart from the fact that this might not even alter the storm, this approach neglects the problem that the released radioactive fallout would fairly quickly move with the trade winds to affect land areas right. and cause devastating environmental problems. Right. Needless to say, this is not a good idea. Yeah, like, hey, people on the coast, you're now homeless <laughs> and you have cancer. Yes. You know? I mean, <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah, Probably not the best idea. And it also mentions that dropping a nuclear bomb into a hurricane, while awesome, would also be banned under the terms of the Peaceful Nuclear Explosions Treaty between the U.S. and the former Soviet Union. Now, I'd like to point out that the Soviet this is the former Soviet yeah, Union. True. So yeah. do, is that agreement still in effect? They probably know. re-upped a lot of that stuff, I would think. You would think. Yeah. Anyway, it says, so that could stave off any experiment so long as the U.S. observes the terms of the treaty. So, well, we all know that Trump works for Putin anyway. So. <laughs> He's a Putin puppy. Yeah. Putin would probably give him the okay if he wanted to do it. Yeah. Well, that's 
that's wild. I would like to point out that uh, Hillary Clinton, she came out on Twitter mm-hmm. and just made a simple statement. No, I do not think we should be detonating nuclear bombs over hurricanes. Okay. To which Twitter responded, so long as it's not Hurricane Epstein. <laughs> <laughs> Like I said earlier, people are mean on Twitter. That's why I stay hidden on there. I don't want anybody to know who I am because people are mean. Well, let's move on here um, to a story that was sent to me by a couple of different people, contributing editor Todd, who's sent a numerous amount of stories to me, and my good friend Blue Hawk. Shout out to Blue Hawk, um, longtime friend, lives right almost next door to my mom and dad. And uh, he's just a really great American veteran. You awesome. Know? Oh, yeah. Thank you for your service, Blue Hawk. That's right. Yeah. And, uh, oh, he's I just telling how many people he's killed. He's probably <laughs> t- take, taking out terrorists left and right. God bless him. That's right. Yeah. Um, it comes from Kenwick, Washington. So another story that proves that rednecks don't always live in Alabama. Uh, a man experienced instant karma over the weekend when his pickup was stolen while he was robbing the business across the street. <laughs> the incident unfolded around 6 a.m. Sunday when Kenwick police responded to reports of a vehicle theft. The vehicle's owners, to- the vehicle's owner told officers someone had stolen his 1992 Chevy pickup. The owner had left his keys behind on the seat, and the thief drove off with the truck. While he was robbing. Well, but after surveillance video was reviewed, which the video is pretty good. Okay. Police discovered that the reason the pickup owner had left his truck was because he was off stealing items from a business across the street. (laughs) Oh, no. The pickup owner was then booked in the Benton County Jail on a warrant and a new burglary charge, and his pickup is still missing. Um, so that's all the story has to say, but kudos to the, the second thief. You know, I was just going to say, if your car gets stolen while you're committing a crime, yeah. what do you do? You don't call the police. <laughs> you can't number call one. the police. Right. Yeah. And I think this is a great fight crime with crime. It's like fighting fire with fire. <laughs> yeah. You know, like it, this is what we need to do. We need to encourage vigilante criminal justice. Like just get the criminals versus each other. No more cops versus criminals. Just criminals versus criminals, you know? It's a good idea. And get our cops back to serving and protecting us instead of, you know, shooting innocent people and, and you know, make, making us pay for tickets because we drive five miles over speed. Well, we see how well that's worked out in Chicago. True. <laughs> in, in other urban that's areas. <laughs> you make a compelling argument. I'll admit, you make a compelling argument. But yeah, like, imagine you're like, well, I'm going to go get something out of the store. You know, I'm fixing to steal like, this <laughs> yeah. business. And then you, like, come out with, like, an armful of stuff and your truck's gone. <laughs> you know, you're like, wait, I know I parked it right there. That's got to be a bad feeling. <laughs> yeah, you know. Because your getaway car is gone. It's gone. You're not getting away now. And now you got to, like, and the just the gall to call the police, you know, after that happened <laughs> yes. and go, hey, I my truck was stolen why you just gotta let that you gotta chalk that one up like i'll never see that truck again let me go pawn off this stuff i've stolen to try to get a down payment up for a new truck you you can't just roll in and call the cops you know yeah no but sometimes criminals are dumb imagine that i mean i guess maybe you could uh you could leave your cell phone behind and like maybe hide it somewhere. You do like and a go track my it down later. <laughs> yeah, maybe you could do that. What's the what's the stuff they put on construction equipment? Low jack. 
You know, it's yeah. basically like a G- GPS locator thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's like a low rent, low jack. That's mm-hmm. like a low, low jack. Just hide your phone <laughs> under the seat. Yes. You know, he left it running too, which people do that here. Like they'll go in a convenience store and leave their car running. I'm I always don't. like, I could just steal your car right now. I mean, it's a pain to, uh, to get in a hot car and get it cooled off and yeah. then, you know, get out somewhere and you're not going to be gone long. Right. Just long enough for the car to heat up again. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> That's aggravating, but right. I always take my keys with me. I do too. I do too. Um, but I don't, I, the people who do that are mighty brave now. Right. And they're never, or like, they may just be driving a piece of junk. That's and what I'm yeah. worried about it getting stolen. You don't see too many people in luxury cars doing that. Like right. I could probably do it in my car and people are like, I'm not stealing that piece of crap. <laughs> it's you know? more trouble than it's worth. Yeah, right. I'm going to have to get it worked on as soon as I get it. You know? <laughs> yeah. So yeah, but I might could do it, but I'm just, I'm not as trusting as I should be. But you know, the world's changed. Yeah. People are dangerous. Well, the next thing I want to talk about is werewolf babies. Oh, okay. Normal. (laughs) Now, you know, when I saw this, I was really interested. But, you know, when I was kind of reading through the article, I don't think it's quite as interesting as I thought Uh, it was going to be. Dang. So just we're going to do our best here, people, to make this interesting. (laughs) What? I mean, the headline is a grabber. Werewolf babies? <laughs> babies develop werewolf syndrome after medicine mix-up in Spain. Oh, wow. Now, I have saw a documentary about, like, these carnival kids that are all super hairy, but they were just born. That was like a genetic thing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, anyway, at least 17 children developed so-called werewolf syndrome after a major medicine mix-up in Spain's health ministry has said... The children, some of them being babies, began growing hair all over their body after being given what was thought to be, now this is going to be tough, but a aprozoli. Nailed it. Which is a drug that helps with gastric reflux. Okay. Yeah, sure. Everybody. However, after investigating, authorities discovered that the treatment actually contains minoxidil, a medication used for the treatment of hair loss. (laughs) So... And by the way, my stomach just growled in case the microphone picked it up <laughs> for our listening audience. That wasn't a werewolf. That was my stomach. <laughs> I had pork chops tonight. Sorry. The health minister, Maria Luisa Carcendo, said on Wednesday they found that the bad batches came from a laboratory that had put this medication in a container that was marked as the other medication. So sure. really difficult O word. Yeah. And they distribute it to pharmacies as such. The children are now suffering from the rare condition known as hypertychosis, which causes abnormal hair growth. Okay. They're werewolves now. Yeah, right. It is unclear how the laboratory, Pharma Quima, golly, I should have picked a different one. <laughs> no, keep going. I'm loving it. <laughs> a supplier of active ingredients and pharmaceuticals based in the southern city of Maglaga made the mistake which emerged in June. A health ministry spokesperson said that the 17 children affected so far were in the northern region of Cantabria, Andalusia. Andalusia, that's in Alabama. (laughs) In the south, and Valencia in the east. In a statement, the ministry said that the condition was expected to reverse after the children stopped taking the drug, which has been withdrawn from the market. Carcindo said the laboratory had been closed as a precaution. A spokeswoman for Andalusia's health department said that the four affected children in the southern region, three babies and a seven-year-old, were doing well. 
Well, you got to leave the seven-year-old on it because he can become <laughs> Teen Wolf and start, like, dunking the ball on everybody. Well, you know, he, you can't give him any silver jewelry to wear. True. He yeah. does have a mild right. silver allergy yes. now. Yeah. But, yeah, if your kid could turn into Teen Wolf, would you not let him? <laughs> you know, that's a college scholarship right there, you know. You know, I don't understand why he, uh, in the movie Teen Wolf, why he didn't turn into the wolf like in the championship game. Isn't that when you need the wolf the most? That's I, Well, you know, they won the game. Didn't he like sink the free throws to win the game? He, yeah, he won the game by one free throw. Okay, right. <laughs> well, that, that was the point. Like, hey, I, I can do it without the wolf or whatever. You but know? the wolf is a part of you. Right. right. That's who you are. Yeah. You know? So like, you're not cheating. Yeah. You were just a nerd before the wolf. <laughs> you right. were born a werewolf. Right. Yeah. With superpowers. Yeah. With magical basketball powers. True. Right. So. Yes. And this has been an episode of Retro We Rewind <laughs> Podcast. And thank you for listening. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I don't know. You just got to let your kid go with it. I don't know. It would be wild, though, if you have a baby and, like, you kiss him goodnight, you know, like he's in the hospital <laughs> or whatever, you know, yeah. and and go home and then come back the next day and the kid's got, like, a ZZ Top beard growing. <laughs> you know? Right. You're like, hey, uh, is it, are you sure this is my kid? I don't know. I mean, I would probably come home with a chew toy. <laughs> be, my wife would be so mad at me. You had a big, one of those big old bo- rawhide bones <laughs> you, like, put in his crib. That's not bad. Terrence says, feed the baby. I'm like giving him puppy chow. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I would do like baby ZZ Top cover band. That would be me. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, definitely. I don't know. I can grow a beard pretty quickly. Maybe I have werewolf syndrome. (laughs) Maybe. I don't know. I can't. I I have very smooth legs, though. Okay. Well, you don't have werewolf syndrome then. Maybe from the waist up. I'm Native American from the waist down. Everybody knows that. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, right. Extra large doling cough, if you're asking, <laughs> and for the for the people out there wondering. But yeah, I don't grow hair on my legs. My my boss at work, David, uh, the vice president, he likes to point out that I don't have hair on my legs. Okay. So, and I'm always like, kind of weird you're looking at my legs, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, this could be a sexual harassment lawsuit or something. But yeah, so makes I, you a faster swimmer. My mom doesn't have hair on her legs either. She doesn't. She doesn't shave her legs or anything. Huh. So, yeah, it's hereditary. It's that native blood for all you honkies out there listening. <laughs> Y'all don't know about this life. But Okay, Elizabeth Warren, what's your next story? <laughs> I'm a card-carrying member of a Native American tribe. By the way, don't make me pull it out and show it to you. I have a card in my wallet right here. Well, if you can beat point, what was it? Oh, point she's like zero, zero. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if you right. can beat that, you got her beat. Yes. Well, um... Let's move on to this next story, which was posted up in our group, and I don't remember who posted it, but, oh, maybe I posted it, actually. <laughs> maybe. Uh, shout out to John Long. Yeah. Shout out to of the podcast. Shout out to me. I don't know <laughs> if I did or I didn't. I'm, I'm telling myself I did now, though, but I've convinced myself of a lot of things in my life <laughs> that weren't true. Right. Uh, like that I was cool during high school, you <laughs> yeah. know, and I look back at now, I was like, man, I was the biggest dork in the world. Anyways. <laughs> This comes from AL.com, and it says, A Tennessee church won't hire black maid because of priest kind of racist dog. <laughs> and the reason I think I posted this up. That dog is canceled. <laughs> is if you remember back several, I mean, episodes ago, I spoke on the fact that 
I had a kind of racist dog growing up, <laughs> Baby the Wonder Dog. And uh, so I just I want to get that out there. <laughs> Our governor has had a little bit of trouble about things in her past that came out today. And I just want to go on the record. I once had a kind of racist dog, and it had nothing to do with my family or anything. He was just a kind of racist dog. She was – it was a girl. It was a female. Right. She was a kind of racist dog. Terrible so, dog. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That dog's canceled. <laughs> canceled. Actually, we love that dog. That dog was great, but not because it was kind of racist. Um. The home of a Catholic priest was the last place Lashundra Allen ever would have expected to be denied work because of her skin color, she said. Allen, who is black, arrived with her white co-worker on the morning of May 3rd for what was supposed to be the first day of cleaning Reverend Jack Kowal's rectory at the Catholic Church of Incarnation in Collierville, Tennessee. Now, let me say, cleaning Jack Kowal's rectory, that sentence could have went real bad. Uh, the co-worker from the cleaning company who accompanied her, whose name was Emily Weaver, was quitting and came along to introduce Alan as a replacement. But the women wouldn't get far. The secretary stopped them, and Alan told the Washington Post, uh, and she said she would have to go ask Kowal if the new arrangement was okay and the secretary soon informed them it was actually not okay because of the priest's racist dog. Oh, no. I'm okay, s- now, if you're the secretary. Yeah, you don't come out Is that out really going to be what right. you go with? Well, I thought all those white people had, like, it, you know, understood, like, hey, we don't <laughs> we don't throw each other on the bus, right? You know? I mean. That's what we talk about in our white meetings, you know? I mean, I would rather say that you can't go in there right now because the priest is doing some weird satanic ritual (laughs) or something that would come off better than the dog is racist. I'm sorry. Co-law secretary said, according to the complaint sent to the Catholic diocese of Memphis last month, we are not trying to be rude, but the dog doesn't like black people. (laughs) The secretary is way too upfront here. I was about to say. Alan said she really didn't even have words and she was baffled at what she had heard. And she ultimately turned away and the experience haunted her so much that she felt she could not stay silent. They came at me like it was supposed to be a joke, she said, but it was not funny. There was nothing funny of about it. Understandable. I agree. Completely understandable. Of course, here we are making jokes about it. <laughs> There's nothing funny about it if this actually happens. Right. Um, and so uh, they have sent a racial discrimination complaint to the diocese As of Memphis should. on July 3rd, seeking a settlement and compromise. But on Friday, the Diocese of Memphis said in a statement that it completed its investigation and found that what happened at the priest's rectory simply was not a case of racial discrimination and that Kowal did nothing wrong. Imagine the Catholic Church <laughs> finding, investigating themselves and finding out that nothing it was wrong. No wrongdoing. <laughs> yeah, everything's okay. Yeah. I mean, if anyone's at fault here, it's the dog, right? Well, that's what, maybe that's what we're getting to. And maybe a little bit the secretary, too. Yeah. In the church's version of events, the secretary's words were, Father Jack's dog is kind of racist. Although, in the eyes of the diocese, the statement did not stem from any racial discrimination. The preaching and the church staff were strictly concerned that the dog, a German shepherd, uh, it's problematic. <laughs> oh, no. It's so problematic. 
Any other breed of dog yeah. would have been better. Yeah, that's a tough one. <laughs> um, a German shepherd named Caesar could attack Allen or both women based in part on a past incident the Are dog sure? had had with an African-American person. Are you sure the dog's name was Caesar and not Himmler? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Although the parish staff member's choice of words was highly unfortunate and imprecise, they were not motivated by racial animus, Tally wrote. Tally is, a bish- is the bishop. Bishop David Talley. You know what? If I'm the person in charge here, I uh, I get rid of the dog. Yeah. I fire the secretary. Yeah. And I ask this lady how much. Yeah. Exactly. That's all you can going to take. Right. You know? Um, now, Alan goes on to say, uh, rather, the concern by all involved was the safety of these women, one of whom was a stranger to the dog, and they knew that attempting to crate the dog would be dangerous when the owner was not present. So, Allen's attorney, Maureen Holland, said she was disappointed in the bishop's finding, and Allen said she feared the diocese was not taking her complaint seriously, especially because the church did not respond for weeks to her letter. Blaming a dog for racism, she said, appeared to mask an underlying discrimination, and she felt both discipline and training for the priests and staff should have been required because, in her words, he needs to know that it's not okay to some to say something like that to people. Agree? I agree. It's not. Yeah. Um, Alan went on to say, I took it to be that he was using the dog as an excuse. Dogs can't see color. Dogs can only be taught who to be around and who not to be around. Um, man, and this article is way longer than I really thought it was going to be. So let's just end it right there. And... Let's just say I want to go on record now that my current dog, Jay Barker, 100% not racist. He barks at Tiny every time he comes to my house. I know. And I I used to think I was really good with animals. Yeah. Until that day we went over to Kevin's house to record with them. Yes. And his dog didn't like me either. So I don't know what the deal is. Um, (laughs) Tiny's got bad energy for dogs. (laughs) You know, they they don't like him. And that wasn't always the case. Yeah. But my current dog just barks at everybody. That's why his name is Jay Barker. He barks. That's right. what is his only skill. You know, <laughs> can't fetch. Well, he does know how to sit. But yeah, if you you can't let this happen. If you do have a dog that appears to be a little prejudiced, right. against certain types of people, right? What do you do? Is can you take? Can you send the dog to rehab? I I think because I've thought about our my experience with baby. <laughs> Like, in my neighborhood, I grew up in your standard middle-class neighborhood in Fed, Alabama. I have no black neighbors around, you know? Mm -hmm. And so my dog just never saw any black people. And so, like, when Halloween, whenever I come trick-or-treating, and the dog would chase everybody with masks and black people and all that, that it was just something different for the dog. Right. That was my thing. Now, my dog, baby, who was, like, part feist and part dots, and his little bitty dog, it wasn't going to, like, viciously attacky it's not a german shepherd it's not gonna bite your <laughs> jugular out or whatever right uh it uh it barked at everybody too like jay like anybody who came in the house it barked at everybody right but it it would it'd get a little fired up if a person <laughs> when the jehovah's witnesses would come by or whatever you know yeah so i don't know what you can do you know i don't know i don't know maybe it sounds like a business maybe yeah, if I knew anything about dog psychology, Ooh, that's not a bad idea. That might be something I but would. There's do. the thing like pet owners are so dumb; they'd pay money for it anyways. That's true. You know, 
like uh, dog rehab, you know, or whatever, <laughs> yeah. dog sensitivity training. Where we just get our African-American friends to come on, <laughs> around and like play fetch and whatnot. Right, yeah. <laughs> like desensitize yes. them. Right, yeah. <laughs> That's a great idea. I was going to go with... <laughs> I was going to go, maybe we go blackface and do it. No, no, no. That's a little more problematic. Cancel. Yeah. That's a little more problematic. That was my bad. I was trying to think of cutting costs because we're going to have to pay people to come and play with them too, you know? (laughs) Well, I I think the dogs would know. Yeah, probably. I don't know. Don't they have a sixth sense? Well, they can't see color. Well, they can see ghosts. (laughs) True. They know know when a ghost is around, right? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know what you do. And I just feel like the secretary really dropped the ball here. That secretary needs to be fired. Right. You get rid of the secretary. And she may have been even coming from a good place, like in her mind. Now, of course, you know, we're in the South and people will say things they don't think is racist and it comes across as right. I guess that happens nationwide, probably. But, you know, living in the South, we see it happen here. Um, And she may have thought she was doing the right thing. Like, hey, I got a big old dog right here that might eat your face off, you know. Yeah, but no matter the intentions of that lady, you can't just let that. Right. Happen again. Well, and also, let's not label the dog a racist. You know, it may not be. It may just hate everybody, right? Right. You know, she that German Shepherd may hate Jewish people. It may hate white people. <laughs> it's an anti-Semite right. dog. Yeah. Like, if you're not blonde hair, blue eyed, that dog is coming after you, right? <laughs> that dog is all about the master breed. Yes, right. Yes. <laughs> Yes. It's a Nazi dog. <laughs> it's a Nazi dog. Uh, German Shepherds are cool dogs, though, if you get them and they train them and everything. If you raise them right. Yeah, if you raise them right. <laughs> yeah. And this may be a case, you know, like pit bulls, you know, we all know pit bulls like to eat babies, right? Like, that's a greed. That's pretty much a given, right? Pit, pit bulls just like to eat humans. That's what they do, you know? Yeah. And everybody's always like, well, you got to blame the owner for that, you know? <laughs> right. Not the years of breeding them to fight and everything. They're like, oh, no, they're nanny dogs and everything and you're like well yeah they may have been at one time but now they've been trained to fight so we don't we don't blame the dog in that situation when it eats a baby you know right so let's not just blame the dog immediately secretary lady maybe the owner's racist we just got to breed the nazi out of them just got to breed the nazi out of them (laughs) i don't know that's tough though and you know catholic church needs to Need to be like, hey, lady, I, we are so sorry. <laughs> What's it going to take? Yeah, let's. We're going to pay you, and you can clean the church for the rest of your life you if know? you want to. If you want to, right? <laughs> right. And, and you know, maybe that's how we structure this settlement. You clean the church, and we pay you three thousand dollars every time you come <laughs> in and do it. You know, if that's the case, if that's if that's the case, I'm, I'm paying it once. You're cleaning <laughs> that rectory one time, <laughs> one time for three million, or. You know, like a hundred thousand times for three thousand. You said three hundred thousand, though. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I can't do the <laughs> that's math. A lot more right. than three thousand. Yeah. Right. I thought I said three thousand. I think you said three hundred. I may have. I don't know. Oh well. This has been a long day. Let's <laughs> say I'm going to move on Let's to my last on. story, which is uh, a far safer story to talk about. <laughs> uh, you know what you can't take on planes now. What's that? Thermal detonators. Oh, imagine that. <laughs> right. It makes sense. Water, shampoo, thermal detonators. TSA <laughs> yeah. banned Star Wars Galaxy's Edge thermal detonator Coke bottles. Okay. Now, for all my nerds out there listening to this, thermal detonator was a like a little grenade-type apparatus in Return of the Jedi. Okay, see, I'm not a nerd, and I thought it was like an actual <laughs> detonator. 
Sorry. <laughs> okay. When uh, Princess Leia puts on her bounty hunter costume and breaks into Jabba's palace in the very beginning of Return of the Jedi to rescue Han Solo, and Jabba's like, you know, why should we pay you all this money? And she's like, well, because I'm holding a thermal detonator. Oh. Actually, C-3PO says that because he was interpreting for Leia. So I only remember two outfits from Leia. <laughs> One was that big old white robe, and the other was the bikini thing. Yes. You know? That's the only outfits I remember her being in. I do remember the first time I watched Return of the Jedi, seeing Carrie Fisher in that metal bikini. was like, it was at that point I was like, okay, you know what? I like girls yeah. now. Hey, you know, video games aren't so cool anymore. <laughs> I watched Return of the Jedi in the movie theater. Wow. Yeah. I saw With it. With my brother for his birthday. I saw it on VHS that my mom had recorded off of the Disney Channel. Wow. And we had to fast forward the commercials. <laughs> But yeah, yeah, I, I I don't remember that scene with Carrie Fisher, well, anyway. which her best movie was Blues Brothers, by the way. I just want to point that out to everybody <laughs> yeah. listening. Her best movie is Blues Brothers. Well, anyway, uh, you did know that Disney, they're opening up a yeah, Star Wars theme park. Yeah, right. It's they're all in on Star Wars now. Galaxy's it. Edge. It's supposed to be opening, I think, later on this year. But anyway, as Disney prepares to open its Star Wars Galaxy's Edge Park in Orlando, Florida on Thursday. So this week, how about mm-hmm. that? TSA is cracking down on one of its most collectible items. It's $5 Coke bottles. <laughs> there are more than a thousand unique items that park goers can purchase at Galaxy's Edge. And one of the most popular and the cheapest is the bottles of Coke, Diet Coke, and Sprite that have been stylized to fit the world of Batu. The sodas are reminiscent of thermal detonators from the Star Wars films and feature the name of each brand in... Uh, forgive me, Star Wars nerds. Uh, Arbish? Arbish? Dude, you were asking the wrong guy. <laughs> I didn't read that far into the extended <laughs> universe to know what, that, know what that is. But it's a fictional language of the Star Wars universe. Fans have become enamored with these plastic bottles even before the California iteration of Galaxy's Edge opened in May. Many have collected the bottles and brought them home from the park to display them on shelves or in some cases turn them into Christmas tree ornaments. Oh, Sounds super cool. If you're a nerd. <laughs> However, the Transportation Security Administration has banned the souvenir from flights because it looks like an explosive. Okay. <laughs> a reply tweet from a TSA verified Twitter account posted in early August was first spotted by the Orange County Register. Fans were quick to ask if removing the cap from the bottle and transporting them separately would allow them to bring the bottles on flights or stow them in luggage. However, the TSA was quick to squash that loophole. Even with a normal bottle cap, the item is still considered a replica and is not allowed in carry-on or checked bags, a tweet from the account said Tuesday. Not even in checked bags. That's surprising to me. That's surprising, yes. If our officers discover a replica item during screening and believes it's real, because why wouldn't you think that the Star Wars grenade right. is real? Well, I don't, you know, I don't even know what it looks like. So oh, not well, everybody's a Star Wars nerd. Well, now hold okay? on, I got a picture right here. There you go. Oh well, the Coke logo is kind of that's kind of going to make you be like it's probably not real, right? You would think. Yeah, Coke's not producing a grenade. I was about to say, granted, it's not in English; it's in. <laughs> yeah. two language yeah. but still well coke you can tell a coke logo you can tell a coke they've done logo. a good job with their branding <laughs> even in different languages job. right uh 
Travelers who visit the planet of Batu are permitted to board flights with hand-built lightsabers and Astro Merch droids sold at the Black Spire Outpost. Sounds like the worst flight ever to be on. <laughs> you know? Yes. Like, if you're, like, a normal, like, non-Star Wars nerd, and you get it, you get your seat, and some dude comes in with his lightsaber <laughs> to sit down beside you, you're like, oh, my goodness, just kill me now. The TSA's What Can I Bring Guide even has a sense of humor about it, saying, sadly, the technology doesn't currently exist to create a real lightsaber. However, you can pack a toy lightsaber in your carry-on or check bag. May the force be with you. <laughs> but if we find a thermal detonator in that bag, right. our officers are going to confiscate that, and they're probably going to take it home yeah. and put it on their Christmas tree. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I may have told this story before. We flew. We had to, Hudson had to have some tests done in Chicago at the hospital up there. This has been years ago. And we flew into Midway, and we just spent the day, really. Well, we spent the night, and the next day we flew back. And... We're going through the thing is because Hudson's got a pacemaker and all his heart problems. He has to get in the body scan machine. Right. You know? uh, and so they were, Dieter stayed with him and did that. And I went on through with our like carry on bags and Dieter had a bottle of water in her backpack and the TSA agent took it out and he was like, you can't bring this on. And I was like, oh yeah, I'm sure we forgot it was in there. And he turned around and threw it in this big Rubbermaid trash can right beside us. And I was like, Hey, uh, like if that's an explosive, should we not dispose of it a little better than this? Yes. You know, and he did not think I was making a compelling argument, so uh, I dropped that real quick. But I was just like, man, that's we're a just good point. We're throwing this away willy nilly, and the reason we can't take it on the plane is because you think it may be like nitroglycerin or something, you know? Yes. And uh, shouldn't yeah. we have like a huge steel yeah, right. box lined yes. with lead. Yeah, you should in. have like a bulletproof vet or, you know, like a bomb blast suit on and stuff. You're not even going to have a dog sniff it? Yeah, Come right. on. Yeah, don't you need just, a dog to sniff it? You just threw away a $3 bottle of smart water, you know? <laughs> and you know it's water, but I still can't bring it on. You know? Right. Because somebody made a rule somewhere. And now we got to take our shoes off, too, because that one dude who tried to blow up a plane with his shoes. <laughs> but anyways, I don't know. Um... One part of me is siding with the TSA in my ongoing war against nerds in this <laughs> debate. And the other side of you me. You haven't given it up yet? No, no, no. I'll never give it up. And the other side of me is siding with the nerds in the, hey, it's just a Coca-Cola, right? Right. So I don't know. I don't know what, where to take this debate in my, my internal debate over who's right in this whole situation. But. It's crazy that you can't check it. You know? I know. It's a Coke bottle. Yeah. You can check a rifle and fly it across the country. You absolutely can. Yeah. Yeah. I've known people who yeah. shoot competition and have done that. Yeah. Yeah. That, no big deal. You know? <laughs> right. Now, you better have a really good case because they throw that stuff around when they're loading it in the plane. They do. You know? But, yeah. You got to have the ammunition in a – You got. I mean, obviously, it can't be loaded. It's right. got to be separate, but it has to be in a hard, lockable – Yes. Case. Right. But but you keep the key. Yeah. Like, you know, here, now this was several years ago, but if you remember, there's a guy who flew with a handgun. He checked it. He got off of his plane. He got it at the, the you know, bag check bag or whatever. Yeah. And he took it to the bathroom, loaded it, and shot people. Wow. So. I don't remember that. Yeah. Wow. That's a, that's an elaborate way to kill people. Like, you <laughs> I, could do that without <laughs> buying a plane ticket, you right. know? Like, if you're just desiring to kill people. Yeah, I mean, I have no idea what, what the deal was, but he hmm. did that. And there was a lot of people saying, how did this guy have a, a you know, a, a gun in right. an airport? 
And everyone was like, well, he, he flew it there. That's how he had right, it. He flew it there. Wow. And he wasn't in the actual terminal. Like right. He was outside of security. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, that's what he did. Yeah, yeah, because usually when you pick up your bags, you're already through yeah. you know, all the security stuff. So, But no Coke bottles. But no Coke from bottles. From Disney World. Right, yeah. Well, Sorry, Mouse. Yeah, well, <laughs> you know, I mean, chalk one up for the normal people. <laughs> like I say, that flight back, you know, like with all the people and like their Jedi robes and their lightsabers and they're all trying to talk. And their rat know. tails. Yeah. And people doing like Yoda impressions <laughs> the whole way back. You know, I was like, kill me now. Yeah, you know, I got pull the stewardess over and I'd be like, is there any way you can kill me? Yeah. Like shutting my own head in like the dinner tray, thing, the fold down tray. Just like, take me out. Just open the emergency exit hatch and jump out. Right. Yes. <laughs> yes. Which when we flew to Disney World. You know, Hudson's loud anyways. Hudson's right. loud 100% of the time. All my family's loud. We're a very loud family, but Hudson's just screaming because, you know, your ears are all like pressurized and stuff. And I just had to look around at everybody and be like, hey, y'all, I'm so sorry. <laughs> you know, like, I know, I know, but I'm doing this so I wouldn't have to hear this for like 12 hours while I drive down here. <laughs> so y'all just got to give me a break. You know, he's just excited. He wasn't being mean or anything. He's just loud. You know, right. like looking out the window, I was like, oh, you know, like screaming at the top of his lungs, you know? <laughs> yeah. And you're just like looking at all these people like, I am so sorry. How old was Hudson? Um, This was like two years ago, so he was like nine. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Because you would think uh, Hudson nowadays would be like, I thought we'd be higher. <laughs> you know? Uh, when Hudson gets excited, it's hard to contain it. <laughs> really, one of the greatest things in life is excited Hudson. You know, I wish I everyone. I don't think I've ever seen excited Hudson. I, think, so. I wish everyone could experience it. It's like one of the greatest, like pure, <laughs> you know, emotion. It's it's beautiful. I love it. And if you ever get a chance to be around him during those moments, which are very rare, I was say you need to give me a call because yeah. I don't think I've ever seen excited it, Hudson. It's 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 a sight to see for sure. Yeah, yeah. definitely and. Let's move on here to round out the day with a Florida story. Of course. Florida man who didn't flush the toilet threatened a griping friend with a machete, say police. Um, <laughs> Keith Mounts allegedly told Pasco County Sheriff deputies that Stuff happens. Okay. <laughs> a Florida man apparently didn't appreciate being told to flush the toilet in another person's home after using it, and he allegedly threatened the fellow with who complained by by uh, threatening to chop him with a machete. <laughs> oh, my goodness. The suspect, who's 46 years old, is named Keith Mounts, later offered... This all too appropriate explanation to police, Mike Happen. <laughs> that wait a minute. So he was uh he was trying to explain himself to the police, and that's what he went that's with. That's what he went with. Oh my gosh. As a result of the crappy situation, Pasco County Sheriff's deputies arrested Mount Saturday on a felony aggravated assault charge, and the alleged incident occurred at the unnamed victim's home in Hudson, Florida located about 30 miles north of Tampa. While that we were just talking about my son named Hudson, and the story happened in a town named Hudson. Synchronicity. 
Uh, the suspect didn't flush, and when the victim called him on it, the suspect threatened him with a machete, a spokesperson for the sheriff's office said. Why would you not just flush the, the toilet? Uh, maybe it's conserving water, you know? <laughs> but it's not his house. Well, yeah. I mean, the rule is, if it's brown, flush it down. If it's yellow, it's mellow. I thought we all knew that. Everybody knows Everybody that Everybody knows right? that. Yeah. You learned that in Meet the Fockers. <laughs> oh, I didn't even know that was in there. <laughs> yes. That's been a long family tradition for a very long time. <laughs> Uh, the victim called 911 and police arrived. And when police arrived on the scene, they found a machete in the yard that reportedly belonged to Mounts. Um, although Mounts told police he was using the weapon to defend himself, <laughs> officer said he could give no reason why he needed to do that in the first place. Mounts later gave a well, written. Unless that guy stood up and said, No, you're going to flush that toilet. I'm going to make you flush that toilet. Right. Mounts later gave a written statement to investigators that summed up the thing simply and succinctly blank happened. <laughs> well, he's behind bars in the county jail in lieu of a $5,000 bond. So, and all this could have been avoided. Yeah. If he would have just simply just got to hit the hand that little lever. right. What you got to do in that situation is be like, man, I tried your toilet's broke. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, so I don't know if the chain's off of it or what, but it just didn't flush. You know, <laughs> let me go in there and look at it. And then you go in there and be like, oh, I got to work this time. You know, <laughs> yeah. you got to play it off. <laughs> you got to play it off. Uh, I, I was at a party one time. This is when I first moved to Alabama. Okay. And I was with a friend, this friend who will remain unnamed because he is in law enforcement now. Um, we went, it's an apartment party, you know, like in an apartment, there's probably 30 people there. We're standing in line to go into the bathroom and we had had a few drinks <laughs> and he opens up, we're standing like right in front of their breaker box and he turns off every breaker in that house, except the ones feeding the lights. Okay. You know? Um, so like the next morning when they wake up, they don't have any hot water or whatever <laughs> in this apartment. And he goes to the bathroom before me. And was in there for a while, you know, and I'm like, either he's taking a crap or he's doing some cocaine. It's very rude if he's doing cocaine without me. Uh, but he's not, he wasn't that type of guy anyways. And he comes out and he was like, go pee outside, man. I was like, why? And he's like, I'm not flushing the commode. And it's, it was like, he went to that party with the idea, like, I'm just wreaking havoc on this house. You know, yes. like, I'm going to do everything I can to make this experience horrible for everybody. And, uh, I think about that often. I'm like, what kind of person does that? I was and why say, was I hanging out with him? What was the point of that? I don't know. He just was, he just he decided to wreak havoc on the world. <laughs> wow. Um, and another time, at another party, uh, I, I was on one side of the room and he was on the other side of the room and you can feel free to cut all this out because it's not interesting. Maybe was just scanning the crowd and he was standing and he was leaning against the mantle of the fireplace and he had his penis out <laughs> slapping an Ace of Base CD case with it. Don't turn around. In the middle of a crowded room, I was the only person who saw him, and I was the only person he was doing it for, just to say, like, this is the kind of music they have at this party. And he holstered himself, put the CD case back on, 
the mantle and we went on with our night. Oh, gosh. <laughs> He's been kicked out of several pro wrestling events before. Yeah, he sounds like the kind of guy who would go into law enforcement. Oh, yeah. He's a great guy. I mean, I love him. I hadn't talked to him in years, but I love him. You know? Oh, man. He's great. He's one of the most fun people to hang out with, for sure. i tell you what. He would have wreaked havoc on my wife's CD collection back in the day. <laughs> And that's how he felt. I mean, it was just like, <laughs> it was the most bizarre thing. Because imagine like, you know, it was probably like a living room about the size of my living room. You know, it's yeah. kind of a little bit bigger living room. And I'm just not like, I like walk in from the porch or whatever. <laughs> and I'm just kind of looking around at everybody I look. And he's just propped up over there. And I'm just like, hey, you know, what's up, man? And then all of a sudden I look down, I'm like, oh, okay. He's <laughs> <laughs> amazed. It's like, that's what I think about this, buddy. And then he just like put it up as if he knew I was about to walk in. You know, I yeah. don't know how long he'd been doing it. It may have started immediately when I walked in. It's well, very bizarre. You saw the sign. That's right. <laughs> I did. <laughs> it opened up my eyes. <laughs> oh, let's pull the plug on this. Shout out to that guy. I don't think he listens, but if he did, I still remember that vividly to this day. thank our sponsor world famous cajun curl bayou blended spice for their support check them out at cajuncurl.com you can order the spice and their cajun curl cutter for potatoes right there on cajuncurl.com it was created on the elm bayou in evangeline parish louisiana and it is a seasoning that goes on everything if you like cooking or eating this is a spice for you cajun curl bayou blended spice goes well with chicken beef pork had some on my pork chops tonight by the way yeah potatoes and anything else you can think of putting it on oh we have mashed potatoes and i put some on there too you know delicious yeah can't put it on everybody's because they all have bland boring taste buds but i'm <laughs> i'm adventurous uh the spiral potato cutter is absolutely amazing it's easy to use it's easy to clean and it will allow you to make your own chips using the cajun curl spice if you want to turn your next cookout of it or event up a notch imagine whipping up a batch of homemade potato chips your next-door neighbor, huge Ace of Base fan, isn't going to be able to top that. And let me tell you, the homemade potato chips with Cajun Curl blended spice on them will change your life. On CajunCurl.com, you can not only order the original Bayou blended spice, but the Cajun Curl chip cutter as well. And you'll find recipes that are absolutely mind-blowing. You can locate your nearest retailer or order your own there on CajunCurl.com. If your local grocer doesn't carry the world-famous Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice, ask them to start stocking it now. Here locally in the Tuscaloosa and Northport area, it is available at Vowels on Skyland Boulevard, South's Finest Meats, and Mark's Mart in Northport, and Piggly Wiggly in Northport. At the Pig. See you at the Pig. Yeah. All of their products are made in the USA, so not only do you enjoy the taste of Cajun Girl, but you also feel patriotic while you enjoy your meal. It's all natural, low salt, and it has a little kick, but it doesn't burn your lips. World famous Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice. Taste the spice, but not the heat. CajunCurl.com. Check them out and use this promo code. Listen up. Promo code changed. 
Uh-oh. It didn't. This is news to me. It didn't change. I was just getting everybody's, <laughs> Psych. I was getting everybody's attention. <laughs> it's EOP10. That's EOP and the number 10 to get a 10% discount. Because we ask that you use the spice, but we don't ask you pay full price. Mm-hmm. Okay. I was going to say, I thought that was an excellent read. That's probably one of the better ones I've done. I think by the so. Way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I hope people didn't fast forward through that work of art. We have a new five-star review to read. Oh, yeah? Yes. This review comes from Lilycat1991, and the title of the review is Izzy Says. Okay. Five stars. So my daughter, two months old, starts screaming bloody murder if my husband puts Rick and Bubba on the radio. <laughs> However... If I put EOP on, she sits quietly and listens. To sum up, Lizzie says EOP is better than the Rick and Bubba, and Mom agrees. Oh, yeah. So thank you so much, Lily Cat, and thank you so much, Izzy, Yes, for listening to our show. I, I like to think we're better than Rick and Bubba. Oh, everybody knows we are. <laughs> yes. For sure. And I know who that is, by the way, who oh, wrote okay. that. Yeah. One of our hugest fans. Really great person. Awesome. Ooh. Uh-oh, what's that? Oh, uh, that's a video of, of little Izzy. <laughs> double check and make sure I didn't get the names mixed up. So, yeah, she's I, an awesome person. I am both honored and a little bit disturbed that uh, two-month-old Izzy listens to our podcast, including stories about your cop buddy, Mushroom Stamp and Ace of BCD at a party. <laughs> she's too young. She doesn't understand. <laughs> She doesn't understand. Yeah. yeah she does not <laughs> understand that. Um, yeah, sorry about that, Lindsay. <laughs> I apologize. Probably, probably should have thought about that for a minute on that. <laughs> Saying that, that was... Um, I'm sorry. We, we did use a <laughs> accurate vernacular to describe <laughs> the situation. Most definitely. So... Most definitely. Uh, well, you got anything else? Um, no, nah, not really. Don't have really <laughs> anything else to say at all other yes. than I hope everybody has a really good week. Tell somebody about the show. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, we keep saying this and, you know, a few of you guys are doing it, but some of y'all are letting us down, <laughs> you know? Also, leave us a review, you know? Just I know like we can see how many people download and listen to this show each week. Which is way more than reviews we have coming in. <laughs> yes. You know, so what's Now, it? we don't know how many of those are Russian bots, uh, but I would just like to say Russian bots. Please leave better us, start yeah. leaving some reviews. Right. Yes, leave us a review. <laughs> you know? Yeah. We probably have about 10% reviews up versus people who actually download the show. Um, so, you know. All right. have been listening to Earth Audio Podcast and we've so much for listening to us no matter where you get us whether you get us from Apple Podcasts Google Podcasts Spotify iHeartRadio we're on them all if you would like to write into the show you can reach us we are earthoddity at planetmail.net if you would like to tweet at us you can follow us on Twitter we are at underscore earthoddity do you like pictures? Sometimes we post pictures. Put two up this week. Heck yeah. Well, y'all better get on it. And you can look at those pictures, underscore Earth Oddity on Instagram. And if all of that fails yep. and you want to call and leave us a voice message, you can do that too. Uh-huh. And you can get us. What's that number? It is 662-493-2059. That's 662-493-2059. 
We hope everyone out there has an excellent week. Earth Oddity for the Fringe Radio Network signing off. Love y'all. Bye. This has been a very odd production. Thanks for listening.